the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. It is all mine. Enjoying myself tonight. Monday night edition of the Andrea K Show. We are into hour two. Yes, we had some problems trying to get that Facebook Live back up. I got to figure out what's going on with this iPad of mine. We're going to try to work it out and maybe make sure we get it up for tomorrow night. So, But uh, if you're listening any other way, though, thank you for tuning in. Nobody called in to settle our debate on 48 hours and whether or not that was a good comedy or not. I think Either it was one of the... Better. Uh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. 888-344-1170. Okay, so um, after much, you know, hand-wringing and gnaw-boning, 888-344-1170. On a serious tip, though, uh, the state of California has now declared, Gavin Newsom has declared a, a state of emergency across the state of California over monkeypox. Here's what he had to say. Uh, as of this morning, they said it wasn't time to do that. Uh, they, they weren't we weren't ready to declare a state of emergency uh, this morning that. Uh, that basically they hadn't decided whether or not to do a statewide because basically San Francisco is the epicenter of the outbreak here and it really wasn't across the state. Um, but then suddenly at uh, for some reason uh, this evening, Gavin Newsom said this. Uh, he declared a state of emergency to, quote, combat the outbreak of monkeypox in the Golden State. Quote, California is working urgently across all levels of government to slow the spread of monkeypox, leveraging our robust testing, contact tracing and community partnerships strengthened during the pandemic to ensure that those most at risk are, fo- uh, are our focus for vaccines, treatment and outreach. He went on to say, we'll continue to work with the federal government to secure more vaccines, Raise awareness in reducing risk and get this stand with the LBGT community fighting stigmatization. Um, a couple thoughts here. It is not. Uh, I want to say this. Uh, there's been no stigmatizing of anybody being gay. That I've seen. What I've seen is people passing judgment about promiscuity and people in the gay community, including somebody who works for George Soros and actually in one of his one of his one of his largest organizations who bragged about about group sex and how he ended up contracting the monkeypox and gonorrhea and then blamed the public health officials for allowing this to happen to him and others in the gay community as though he was a victim of the government from not from from failing to protect him from getting monkeypox 
because because according to him, it was the government's job to make him aware that if he had gang activities, sexual activities, if he if he went to an orgy, that he might contract a sexually transmitted disease. What 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 person at all has to be told as an adult that if you have unprotected sex at all, let alone with multiple partners, what was it back? I mean, particularly the gay community coming from AIDS. Do we not know? Do we not know from beginning in that in, at least in the nineties that that every person you have sex with, you're having sex with everybody that they had sex with for years. So the gay community is not being victimized in any way for people passing judgment and saying, you know what? Having unprotected sex is stupid and leaves you open to a sexually transmitted disease, monkeypox or anything else. And oh, by the way, orgies are kind of gross. There I said it. So what, we now have to normalize gang sex? No, I don't have to do that. And by the way, was there not stigmatizing from the Democrat Party? From Fauci and others, for those who didn't want to wear a mask? 100%. The stigmatizing is going on right now against Christians and Christian, quote, nationalism. That's the new slur, Christian nationalism. If there's Christians that don't want to get the shot because they believe that what is going on, because so many Christians are conservatives, so many conservatives are Christians, and we see what's happening here. We see the bigger picture of what's going, what's been going on with this COVID. That it was that yes, it was a, a legit virus, but it was a virus that was being exploited for power. And speaking of that, Andrea, the first thing that went through my head, head when I heard this news: get ready for a second dimmer switch here in California. Oh yeah, because what one of the things um, I, I, I think. It's going to be hard for them to try to pull the ruse, the same ruse that everybody has an equal chance of getting it with COVID because it has. Do you think they're going to try and go there, though? I don't know. I think it depends. I I think it depends on on what happens. I think that given the fact that it has been an outbreak within not just the gay community, but within those that are practicing unsafe sex, that that they don't really have the opportunity they had with COVID to lie to the American people that everybody had an equal chance of getting it and giving it. Um, It's made it harder for them. Um, But just the hypocrisy that money is now going to be spent to stop the stigmatizing of the LBGT community. Again, this is not about, there's been no stigmatizing of gay community. This is, but there has been judgments, and I think properly so, about, uh, about risky behavior that creates a public crisis, a health crisis. Why would you not say to the gay community, we have an outbreak going on of a really bad virus and it's happening because of bad behavior choices and we need you to knock it off. Why can't you say that? They're also very, very, you know, you know, the whole transgender movement and all of that, Andrea, that's going on, you know, that we've been talking about for you know the last few weeks and whatnot. Do you think this is just another tool for them to be able to get us to normalize what we think of people that live different lifestyles than maybe you or I live? I think it's actually more about, um, oh, and by the way, uh, California Department of Public Health, quote, is also scheduling listening sessions with the LBGT community. What is there to listen to? This is what this is what I'm saying. They want to have us on a dimmer switch. He Gavin Newsom wants us on a dimmer switch. They don't the 
I don't think that they're going to be able to do it with monkeypox in the same they did with COVID, but they are trying to act as though this is another example of a public health crisis and the government needs to be able to control your lives. But when you look at what they're doing here with, with monkeypox, they're kowtowing to the people. Listening community, did Fauci or anybody from the CDC or the NIH say, we want to listen to the community who says they don't want their business shut down and be locked and, and, and have a healthy person? Not even for a second. Them? No. Not only did nobody listen to us, they're coming for, and can, they, they came for us, took our jobs away from us, sought to vilify us, threatened us, took our lives, our livelihood away from us. And some of us haven't even gotten those jobs back. We still have many thousands of U.S. military whose jobs are under threat of going away because they're being denied the right to say no to a shot. Nobody's listening to them. But we've got to listen to the LBGTQ community when it's, it's behavioral. In terms of of the outbreak, let me tell you something. If this was a bunch of, you know, stay-at-home moms and communities that were having all kinds of crazy parties and spreading this with it, I'd be saying the same thing. This is not, to me, about who's behaving this way. It's about this behavior that's existing and is causing a public outbreak that then is going to be used as part of an overall plan by the leftist and in our government to try to continue to be able to use public health as a means to control our lives, our businesses, where we go and what we do. That's the problem that I have, not who you are and who you choose to have sex with. CDPH is currently running paid ad campaigns on various digital media out for out, out platforms to promote awareness and engage communities at higher risk for contracting good. I hope they do. I hope they're saying, look, we've got this outbreak because people have been engaged in risky behavior and we want to make you aware, you know, that, you know, Although, although, again, should you really have to tell people that if you go and have sex with 40 different people in a month, it unprotected. It should be kind of common sense. It should be common sense. But, you know, I hope that they do run these ads. And I'm not going to be told that I'm bigoted for bringing this up because, the, because as um, one of the CDC's guys, this is um, a Pfizer board member. He predicts monkeypox will become a public health failure because not enough has been done by the government to prepare for a monkeypox. Um, this is Dr. Scott Gottlieb. He warned uh, that the United States lacks a federal infrastructure for dealing with public health emergencies such as monkeypox. So again, we, they, 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 they don't want the reason why they don't want stigma, what they're calling um, stigmatization is because they don't want anybody to connect the dots between behavior and the outbreak because again they want you to think that this could happen to anybody um Gottlieb said if the now if monkeypox gains a permanent foothold in the United States and becomes an endemic virus that joins our circulating repertoire of pathogens it will be one of the worst public health failures in modern times not only because of the pain and peril of the disease because it's also avoidable how how is the how is it the government when this is this is being spread via behavior he doesn't connect the dots with how this is the public's issue and it's a public health failure I mean, I was going to chime in, but I mean, he he pretty much made our own case. Yeah. Our lapses extend beyond political decision, political decision making to the agencies tasked with protecting us from these threats. Again, this is behavioral. 
even with and, and they don't want you to understand that this is behavioral, just like when it came to covid, they didn't they wanted you to believe that the government's role was to stop you from getting a virus and that they had the ability to stop you from getting a virus. If you don't think this is behavioral, you are going to be panicked and fear no matter who you are to even go outside your home. Right. Data released by the CDC shows monkeypox, which hasn't caused any deaths outside Africa, uh, has infected about 5,200 people in the U.S. as of Sunday. I want to know what percentage of them. Well, it doesn't really matter how many how many partners they had. Um, We know that we know that this is a factor in the spread. We know that it is. Um, Health department over the past several days, according to this article, uh, health departments in New York City, San Francisco declared the virus. We all know that. Um, This guy went on to say its cultural instinct is to take a deliberative approach, debating each decision. With COVID, the virus gained ground quickly. With monkeypox, which spreads more slowly, typically through close contact, typically through close contact, it's got to be so close that it's invasive. Okay. The shortcomings of CDC's cultural approach hasn't been as acute yet, but the shortfalls are the same. So again, trying to trying to tie monkeypox and COVID to, to, to try to amp up fear and panic. Of course, this is also at a time where, where we've got primaries. Tomorrow is a big day for primary elections in Arizona. We'll see what happens with Kerry Lake. I think Michigan is tomorrow as well. Um, this is just, you know, not even this is just a blatant naked attempt to try to try to instill the same try to use the same tactics with oh, COVID sure. over yeah, especially with the elections coming up andrea they're going to recommend for your safety you mail in your ballot yep yeah listen for your safety don't have unprotected sex unless you're in in a relationship with a long-term partner who you know has been faithful that in, that's the end of my ted talk it's not hard yeah well thanks for coming to my ted talk we're gonna take a break <laughs> we come back Oh, we got to talk about little economics as well as the naked bigotry against Herschel Walker. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on the answer, San Diego. Okay, I got to share this story with (laughs) y'all. Australia fined a passenger almost $2,000 for not declaring two Egg McMuffins and a burger. Almost $2,000. Well, I hope they, with that fine, they were maybe gave them some fries for free or something. I don't, uh, well, <laughs> the passenger flew from Bali to Darwin. Uh, you know, um, this is McDonald's, man. Come on. He had, a, he had a hankering. He or she had a hankering. Well, but I mean, why would you, first of all, why would you bring that on the plane and not eat it? I'm that confuses me. Uh, yeah. So it's like it, you, you're, you're that much into McDonald's. And yet, even if you like an Egg McMuffin, who likes an Egg McMuffin cold? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I mean, and 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 why why not declare it? Why would you not? Why would you not declare? This Make is, sure you declare it if you like it that much, right? I mean, do you not know when you're going when you're flying into another country? Do you not pay attention to what you know what what the what the situation is? I mean, do we have an Amber Heard here who knew what the situation was and thought they were going to sneak in a couple of egg muffins like she was sneaking in her dogs? And you know what's? I mean, Australia, by the way, obviously is serious about stuff coming into their country. 
I mean, with I mean, all the maybe you forgot something that you brought your inventory, but the egg McMuffin would be at the front of my mind. You, that's not at the front of my mind in terms of a culinary delight worth taking a risk. No, on a I'm saying if I had the egg McMuffin with me, of all the other other inventory I'm bringing while I'm traveling, and I want to make sure I get that McMuffin, you know, you have it. Declare that thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't understand. Maybe the person didn't realize they had it. I mean, I I don't know. You're coming in. For, you're you're. I don't I don't understand this story from start to finish i mean i do like the ed, I, the ed, egg white delight which isn't around anymore because after covid they reduced their menu like the only food items that i would ever eat at mcdonald's isn't there anymore i liked the egg white delight that was good i liked the fruit parfait the fruit and yogurt parfait. do you remember back from the 80s was thinking about it this weekend the mcdlt i didn't eat it because i don't eat it i don't eat anything lt i don't like i don't like lettuce on my burgers because i don't like i don't like cold lettuce on a hot burger because then it gets all like nasty and I don't eat raw tomatoes and I don't like my I don't like my I don't like lettuce on on a hot sandwich see you would like this because they actually the packaging they kept the hot side separate from the cold side and you assembled it together until you the the lettuce would not get soggy who knew that you were like Mr. McDonald's the 80s was grand for McDonald's I they did used to have a big breakfast that was decent too. They had a decent so- biscuit and like sausage. It was biscuit, so- sausage, um, bacon, eggs, and hash browns. I think they I think they still have it. Yeah, that was some solid work. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, let's talk some let's talk some money, shall we? Um, for how long? Have in fact, our friend Kurt Schlichter. Whenever Kurt Schlichter would come on the show, and I'd be like, "We got to get rid of Mitch McConnell." Oh no, AK, you don't understand. Mitch McConnell is great at nobody knows the rules of the Senate and all of its arcaneness better than McConnell. He is our man. He's the one who knows the rules inside and out, and he knows how to play the game. And he is the king of the stops, meaning that's you know McConnell's the man to stop the lefts. When we are in the minority party, stopping them from, you know, getting through uh, their stuff. At this point, how many losses do we have this past week involving Mitch McConnell? He, like so many uh, rhinos, really thought that they could work with Manchin. And of course, have I not been? Was I right about Manchin? Be careful. I've been warning about Manchin for a long time. Uh, now and Manchin at going going back in Schlichter and I argued about it. I'm like he doesn't have a problem with this Build Back Better. He just wants to minimize it so that he can try to try to hide it from his. He's like uh like the caper people we were talking about last hours. He he's like trying to pull off the oceans, you know, scam behind his behind his voters' backs, right? So that they won't know the the truth. You know, he's got all these people dependent on the coal coal industry and other you know energy sector in his in his state, and he's got to try to hide his libtardness from them and his commie his commie stuff so he and, and uh, so mcconnell lost and there's actually a great article on the federalist right now about mitch mcconnell and uh, his major failures and i started to share it with you guys but it really gets in it's important to under if you want to understand how things work in washington and some of the negotiations that go on and this aspect and reconciliation, I encourage you to go and read it on uh, on on the Federalist. It gets very, like I said, arcane in terms of a lot of the machinations that go on. But the bottom line is, he got picadoed, as my man Kennedy would say out of Louisiana. He got picadoed, which means he he got violated. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> 
Mitch McConnell might be needing that vax on the monkeypox. Okay. Yeah. And Manchin is, is lying to his people and, and, and his constituents and saying and joining with Schumer saying that uh, they're calling the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, you hear Inflation Reduction Act and you got to go, yeah, just like the Affordable Care Act for Obamacare was not affordable, right? Uh, just like, you know, abortion is not exactly uh, a woman's health care or reproductive justice. They always right? call it what it's not, Andrea. Exactly. It's a $433 billion boondoggle that even... Independent think tanks have said it will raise taxes on the American people, making less than $400,000 a year. Um, There was a study that was commissioned, which was the Joint Committee on Taxation, and the JCT estimates that Americans making less than $200,000 per year would see their federal taxes increase by $16.7 billion over a decade. But Andrea, don't worry, because we're not in a recession. (laughs) Right. Um, the way it works is these are not going to be direct penalties. See, that's the sleight of hand. That's the, that's the oceans people figuring out how they can do some funny business in the, in the vault or in the art gallery. So the people watching via the cameras, you know, won't see how they used a hologram or whatever to lift a piece of fine art. Right. Um, The JCT goes on to explain that there are not direct penalties, but rather the effects of the legislation's 15% minimum corporate tax rate on workers and shareholders. Because when you tax corporations, everybody ends up paying for it. And that's why inflation is called the silent tax, because that's exactly what it is. It's a tax on the American people. I was somewhere today. I don't remember where I was. And there was a... um, um, like a, a machine. We don't have one in, anymore here where you get, um, where you get Cokes or, you know, a vending be- machine. A vending machine. Thank you. And the size of the little bottles were like practically shots. I mean, literally not the, instead of it being like, what is like normally what's in a, a like, uh, what, uh, 16 like 16 ounces? ounces. I mean, literally they were like little minis for the same and price. Probably the same price. Yeah. That's called shrinkflation. Inflation is a tax on the American people. Right. And that's basically what this JCT people are saying. Um, Here's what's included. Three hundred and sixty nine billion dollars on climate change. Three hundred sixty nine billion. No details. And of course, these are the same people. Because we've brought pretty much all the same people in Congress that, you know, both houses of Congress that have been there for decades, like Nancy Pelosi, McConnell, all of them. I mean, the majority have been around. The majority of them were around when Barack Obama did his green energy boondoggles of 700 and something billion dollars. Remember, he laughed about all these are going to be the shovel ready jobs. Right. And then he laughed because none of them were shovel ready. There is not one green energy climate change company that your taxpayer dollars paid for back in, in Barack Obama and Biden administration that's in operation today. Not one. And that's who's going to spend $369 billion. That's just for one aspect. Then there's $300 billion in green loan guarantees. Oh, so that's another Solyndra that's not around anymore. $80 billion to double the number of IRS agents for audits. And we talked about this last week. They are not, these, these are audit, the, they don't need $80 billion for the Coca-Colas of the world or the Disney corporations of the world. No, you double the number of agents because you got to go around to small businesses. That's who's going to be jacked here. So you don't think you don't think that small businesses are going to going to be getting picadude, going to be getting violated, having their taxes go up. 
You better make sure that you've got every receipt for every hammer if you're a construction company because they are coming for you. $59 billion in tax credits for wealthy families to buy electric vehicles. Tax credits. I don't know why Tesla's getting tax credits. Why is tax, uh, why, are, why are we giving tax credits to rich people to buy $60,000 cars? So we're going to do all this spending and then the wealthy people are going to get, going to get a break on buying their, buying their EV, which means ultimately that who's going to end up hurt with all this? As, as this results in, in taxes, it's going to be for the little guy. This is also how, under communism, how you end up with the, with the wealth gap getting bigger. $2.6 billion to conserve coastal habitats. Um, we got all kinds of natural habitats here, all kinds of natural habitats down in Louisiana from the coastal areas, the Gulf uh, the byways, the waterways, our bayous, our tributaries, and that's the state's obligation to take care of those. Unless it's unless it's actual federal land, like maybe a federal beach. Yeah, I was just going to say there's interest in protecting that, but that's state level. Why? Why are taxpayers in Iowa got to pay for anybody's coastal habitat? What are they going to pay for to preserve to, to to do maintenance on Barack Obama's coastal coastal palace up in Maine or wherever it is? Is that what they're going to be doing? And then one point. Oh, this is my favorite. $1.5 billion to plant trees. Where are we planting a billion dollars to plant trees? Where are we planting these trees? Wow. So, yeah, this is going to raise taxes. First of all, it's going to raise taxes on every American because we're $30 trillion in debt. I was just going to say, we can't afford to no. keep Americans' gas tanks filled or to keep their refrigerators full. But you know what? We can afford this. We're, you think about the fact that they're going to add on to uh, increase inflation with continued spending at the same time that they're waging this continued war against our gas and our, 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 and our, and our oil, oil industry. At the same time that we've had about four million illegals fled across the country, packing another four million onto the already uh, economic weight that's on our back from the illegal aliens that are already in this country, as well as the refugees that the Biden that the Obama administration brought over here thanks to Paul Ryan and that even continued to come in during the Trump administration, only not as much, and then have been brought here in the past year and a half. We Our backs are being broken economically. But however, we're going to take a break. We come back. You're going to hear from KGP, Karine Jean-Pierre, because she's got some good news to tell y'all about the gas, the gas prices. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Now, 2022, I'm looking at the receptionist at the doctor's office and wondering if she's a Trump supporter. I'm wondering if my mechanic voted for Trump. I don't want you fixing my car, right? At the supermarket, the cashier who's ringing me through. Did you vote for Trump? Because I don't want you ringing up. My dentist, don't be drilling me if you voted for Trump. Is anybody else like me? <laughs> and she, it was laced with profanity, too. Yeah, um, that's an edited down clip. Um, you know, this is just 
uh, it's gone from Trump derangement syndrome. To, this is just full on mental illness that we've got going on in this country right now. I mean, that's what you're thinking about. Oh, by the way, you should you should be pleased of uh, Trump supporters, because I, I would think compared to like what I've seen from these libs of TikTok people um, and these far lefties, they're not exactly the ones you want drilling on your teeth right now. OK, or handling your groceries at the checkout. This is just so stupid, you know, and it's just it's like this is why I've been saying we could survive a Joe Biden, but I don't think we could survive the people that would continue to vote for him and what's going on in this country. And before the break, we were talking about Manchin and and uh, how McConnell just really, really overestimated his ability to negotiate and really overestimated uh, what uh, what an honest guy Joe Manchin is. You know, did he not last week we played the clip from uh, Joe Manchin in 2010 saying you don't raise taxes in a recession, right? I mean, did Mitch McConnell not see that clip? Could he not Google? Did he not know that Mitch that uh, Joe Manchin exactly what this man's history was and that he was, you know, he was being a, a, a hypocrite and not anybody to trust? In fact, um, I want you to guys to hear Fox News, who's not exactly, you know, um, the outlet of conservatism. Uh, trying to hold him accountable for past comments he made. Uh, Skins, please play clip four. It's not playing. Give me one moment. As I pull up the clip, uh, how are you? Uh, do you ever play Jeopardy at home? Do you ever have tremendous success? No. I stink at Jeopardy. I'm going to tell you all right now. But I could I could have won, you know, um, Buku, B-O-O-K-O-O on Wheel of Fortune. Absolute could have on Wheel of Fortune. Except it doesn't everybody do really good when they're on their sofa and what when you're watching it. All right. We got the clip. So in 2010, you said this. I don't think during a time of recession, you mess with any of the taxes or increase any taxes. This bill does that. But here you are earlier this month. You can't be raising taxes. You can't make anything inflationary. You can close some loopholes. You can find out where there's some things that should be done that should have been done before. But it won't be inflationary at all. Now, technically, we're in a recession. And technically, according to multiple different organizations, this bill does raise taxes. They're wrong. It does not raise taxes. Right. Liar. Loud lie. Uh... We are in a recession, and this does raise taxes. They've tried to play to word games to the point to where I'm um, trying to gaslight America that Wikipedia actually changed the definition of a recession on their site, and then they locked down the site so nobody could go in and change it. Oh, they locked it down. They locked it down. Uh, in economics, a recession is a oh I can't read this is a business cycle contraction when there is a general decline in economic activity. Recessions generally occur when there is a widespread drop drop in spending and adverse demand shock. This may be triggered by various events. No, it's two consecutive quarters of contraction. Always has been. Total gaslighting. Total gaslighting of the American people. In fact, there there was an economist who's not exactly a conservative. I think he's a straight down the middle dude. Uh, his name is uh, Philip Magnus. He's the research and education director at the American Institute for Economic Research. And he stated that uh, Facebook's been putting fact-checking labels on his post. 
and um, he he fired back. He's uh, because he stated basically that America is now in a recession. So Facebook was doing their fact check labels over there. And so this economist fired back and he said, we live in an Orwellian hellscape. Facebook is now fact checking anyone who questions the White House's word games about the definition of a recession. That's exactly where we're at. You know, I called Skins earlier today because I was trying to get some information. Um, they they post they uh, marked his post uh, as misleading. Um, he went on to, after stating that uh, about the Orwellian hellscape. He went on to say recession um, noun. Uh, he gave the definition: one, two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth when the media dislikes the president. Um, to a vague, holistic, ill-defined condition that you aren't allowed to talk about until the November makes a determination a year from now, provided the media likes the president. So he had to abbreviate, but you get the point. He's saying he's saying the definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP, GDP growth when the media doesn't like the president in charge. And then they come up with their little vague nonsense uh, number when the media likes the president. Um, which is which is absolutely true. Getting back to uh, the increased taxes we were talking about before the break, the Joint Committee on Taxation actually put together a chart showing um, the increase in taxes uh, for the various, um, the average t- tax rate going up for the various groups um, should this bill become a law, this big spending bill. I mean, it just... The, Americans you, cannot afford this. No, they can't. But here's the good news. Because according to Corinne Jean-Pierre, um, there, you know, uh, Biden is uh, saving the average American $80 a month when it comes to gas. Right. She actually said this. Skins, please play clip one. Well, uh, an update on where we are currently uh, with gas prices. Uh, we have now been falling for almost seven straight weeks. Uh, as of this morning, gas prices have dropped 81 cents per gallon since their peak in June, as you'll see from the chart uh, t- to my left here. Uh, that means American families who, who, with two cars are saving $80 a month. Uh, drivers can now find gas for $399 uh, or less uh, at around half of all gas stations across the country, and average gasoline prices have come below $3.99 in 19 states. Putin's war is still putting pressure on global oil supply, but President Biden is taking historic action to mitigate its impacts on... I didn't see $3.99 here in California. It's $5.89 by me at almost every gas station. Oh, it's below three ninety nine. No, what is not. it? What is it? Three nine. And by the way, what is it? Three ninety eight. And where is that? Where? Is, what? In what town is that? Where there's nobody? Where there's nobody? There's no demand because nobody lives there or drives a car. What? What, what is this Amish country? Five sixty nine for me yesterday. I mean, where is this supposed? And by the way, since when is four dollars a gallon of gas? Great news, America. If you're a family with two cars, you're saving eighty dollars a month. That's forty dollars a car. And and compared to what? 80 cents a drop when it's gone up $3 a gallon everywhere in, in some places. And that's not saving. You just gave us a tiny bit of the money that we should already have back. They're killing us out here. By the way, the baby formula shortage is just getting worse. That hasn't been solved anywhere. They are literally intentionally destroying this country. You think it's a problem now with what's happening? 
you get the we get this 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 supposed build back better thing going with Mansion. What do you, uh, Andrew? We always talk about being you know right on the cliff. Do you think if this thing goes through, we're over the cliff? Because I I you can't sugarcoat it. I think we are. You know, I don't know. I, you know, um, <sighs> I don't mean to be doom and gloom, but like we cannot, Ameri- the middle class American family cannot afford much more. We have to, I think, I think what, ha- what will happen is whether or not we preserve our elections. That if nothing matters, if our elections don't matter, going back to last hour in which I talked about that executive order where he's setting up thousands of of, quote, VRAs, voter registration agencies using federal taxpayer money and federal agencies to basically not just replicate what Zuckerberg did in the election, but but expand on it. That's that will kill With us. your money. With your money. That will kill us. That will be the end of us, because then this four hundred and thirty three billion dollar plan is only going to grow and grow and grow. The, the, the destruction of our economy is only going to get worse. Then they're going to have they're going to have complete. Uh, then um, I don't know if Lara Logan, what she said is, is is true, that they're giving out Social Security numbers. But we do know millions of flooding across our border. And the plan by the Democrats is that they end up voting in our elections. I'll just say it like I believe it, Andrea. If all these mechanisms they want to use for the election hold true, best case or uh, best case scenario, we keep it as it is. Yeah, I would say we lose seats. We're going to take a break. We come back. It's actually interesting that you should bring that up because Rasmussen has a poll out. And at the Republican Republican lead, and y'all know I'm not a big believer in the polls, but the Republican league lead going into the midterms is shrinking. And they don't and they don't need a whole lot. They need they just need a small margin in order to steal it going into the midterms. So stay tuned. We got our final segment of tonight's Andrea K show, so don't you go away. 888-344-1170. Are you worried? Do you think it's over for the US if this bill gets passed? Give me a call. Let me know. 888-344-1170. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Interesting uh, Rasmussen reports. And Rasmussen's fairly accurate, even though y'all know I'm not a big fan of, of polls. Uh, they tend to be skewed, Democrat, and a lot of mo- most Republicans I know never answer polls. Um, but I do think that um, they, I, I think they can be telling at least for a snapshot in time. And, and I think what, the, what you're about to read, I think is very telling. Well, I, I think so, because according to Rasmussen, if the elections for Congress were held today, 46 percent of likely U.S. voters would vote for the Republican candidate. Forty one percent would vote for the Democrat. Five uh, percent would vote for some other candidate. Another nine are not sure. Uh, this is this is this lead is down five points from just last week. Five points down. And uh, in July of 2018, um, before voters gave Democrats their first House majority in eight years, Democrats had a seven point advantage in the generic. This is the generic ballot question, by the way. Um, as the November 2018 midterms neared, the margin was a statistical dead heat. So if we start looking at that again, a statistical dead heat, uh, we could be in trouble. Um, we currently the lead we have right now is due to basically a 10 point of ad- advantage among independents. So it's really about independents. Um, 
is where why we even have a 5% lead. Um, and I think that that's kind of not a surprise to me um, because if, you know, it's a, it typically it's the independents, it's the people in the middle that determine the outcome of elections because we typically know with the, with the country being as divided as it is uh, that people are pretty solid in, in their party. Uh, what I think is disappointing, though, is in Trump, you know, Trump was able to reach those Democrats and instead and, and, and Republicans in Congress are not able to do that. Um, got a few minutes left on the phone. Gonna go to, I'm going to go to some callers. Francisca's on, on uh, the line. She wants to talk about the government using our taxes. Hello, Francisca. Hi. You know, I'm uh, kind of um, impatient on, uh, on our side, on the citizen side, because uh, I, if we understand what is a role, they're not, I cannot spend my time blaming them when I'm the owner of everything. This is my body. This is my country. This is my planet. And if I don't act like that, of course they're going to take over. So I'm, I have even nightmares of somebody's coming and somebody's going to save me because I see some legs and those legs are the men that are going to come and rescue us. And, and there's nobody since Obama. So... You know, right now, my my idea is that I, this is a war. This is the third world war because it's happening in every single country. There's no country that you're going to run or, you know, whatever you're going to hide. So match the agenda 20, 2030 because if they behave that way, it's because they have to pay, pay, pay to pay these people from the, uh, the World Economic Forum. They are the ones. The politicians are, I call them mafia. So if the citizens... Understand that they are responsible for the children, and so if we are, if we finally sit down together, we have an objective. That's agenda twenty thirty, and so we have something a lot to do. And plus, let me tell you, this is the I don't know if you know our, our, our bishop. Um, you know, he is also tired. I'm a really shame of leaders that they are the ones who are supposed to call us. You know, and tell us, you know, this is what we're supposed to do, but the leaders don't. Right. So, Francisca, um, I've got to, I'm going to have to stop you there because we've only got about 30 seconds left on the show, but you're right yeah. to warn about 2030, uh, agenda 2030, what's going on with the World Economic Forum. And, you know, this is a global, we are in a civil, you're also right, we're in a civil war in the United States of America, and you can be in a civil war without a shot being fired. The communists said many years ago in the USSR that they could take over the United States of America without firing a single shot and it's also part of the uh, part of a globalist movement and we better be banding together and and this this polling should show you that we have everybody's t- trying to tell you this red wave is coming in november and it's going to be a landslide we cannot take it for granted and we've got to get active and fight 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 and we would do, do that every night of the week here 6 p.m pacific time thank you francisca thank you listeners thank you to my guest sheriff songer love you all see you tomorrow night Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.